Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a bright future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has, my decision was uh, pretty easy. Obviously, with those high caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in a hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country, and this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by. Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Falling too fast to prepare for this. Tripping in the world could be dangerous. Everybody circling his vultures. Negative, nepotist. Everybody waiting for the fall of man. Everybody praying for the end of times. Everybody hoping they could be the one. I was born to run. I was born for this. Whip, whip, run me like a racehorse. Pull me like a ripcord. Break me down and build me up. I wanna be the slip, slip. Word upon your lip, lip. Rather that you rip, rip. Break me down and build me up. Whatever. everybody, Bob Stauffer joining you. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. 630 Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at Big Savings. Digitexsupplies.ca. Well, on a day that Jerome McGinley uh, officially announces uh, his retirement, we're going to have lots of discussion around that. By the way, we open up with Imagine Dragons for Hudson from the Edmonton operation. But, uh, yes, um, Iggy makes it official, one of the classiest players and best players over the course of about the last 20 seasons in the National Hockey League, St. Albert, Alberta's own Jerome McGinley, the second greatest player ever to hail from St. Albert. Let's face it, in the Edmonton region, I think a strong argument can be made Number one is Mark Messier, and number two is Jerome McGinley. That's two pretty good players, and they're both St. Albert guys. Uh, on today's show, coming up in about 10 minutes' time, we'll talk to Eric Francis, longtime Calgary-based sports media personality now with Sportsnet at uh, 12.35 today. 
John Sexsmith will be in studio. Guy I've known uh, for a long time. Uh, back at her with Global Television and uh, experiencing something pretty cool with the uh, ongoing developments of his uh, son, Joel, who uh, was a first-round draft choice of the Swift Current Broncos and uh, got moved last year in a trade to the Vancouver Giants and is expected to make the Giants this upcoming season. So we'll talk to John about a lot of different things, including his numerous roles in media over the year. At 135... Uh, Sheldon Kennedy, and uh, I'm sure if you're listening to a show called Oilers now, you know the story, uh, but we'll hook up with Sheldon. Uh, He is part of the Battle of Alberta golf tournament that is taking place uh, down in Red Deer next week. Basically, a dozen or so members of the Oilers organization, a double dozen or so members of the Flames uh, organization, uh, all for the Child Advocacy Center uh, out of Red Deer. And uh, Sheldon will be kind enough uh, to discuss why he's involved uh, to the degree I think we all know that. But uh, just get his thoughts. And he, of course, was a teammate as well of uh, Jerome McGinley in his last season with the Calgary Flames organization. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us at any time at 780-496-0063 on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline. River Cree Resort Casino, they've got Little River Band August 16th. Uh, they've also, in August, uh, who else they got coming into town? Nazareth, and then in September, it's Steve Earle and the Dukes. Check it out at uh, Ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at OilersNow at 630.com. The majority of you uh, get hold of us at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at WestlockFord.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter as well, at OilersNow. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. And a big part of this show, at least for the next week, is Brendan Ulrich. Now, Brendan, we should, uh, first of all, uh, thanks for uh, inviting Reed and myself uh, to your uh, your birthday party. You have a lot of friends. Oh, we, yeah, who would have thought? You we, know? We, well, no, actually, <laughs> it, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, but uh, I, I know we went to local downtown. Are you allowed to say that? Uh, well, uh, we, sure, it's Dean <laughs> Lowry's place. We can say that. Why not? It's a great spot. I love it. There. It is a great spot. And uh, you got some terrific friends, some high-energy guys, and uh, all I can say is, oh, to be 28 again. <laughs> Well, they were all pumped when uh, you rolled in, Bob, so it was awesome that you made it out, and uh, you stayed pretty late. I was surprised, you know, you could still hang with the boys. Well, you know, it's (laughs) years of experience, let me tell you. I mean, it's, uh, you you forget what it's like sometimes to do that, you know, like, when we travel on the road, I'll be honest, I mean, I'm on the road a lot during the course of the season, it's a privilege to do those sort of jobs, Uh, and occasionally, maybe you have a couple, but the days of, uh, uh, the halcyon days of yore have long since passed for uh, yours truly. So uh, there's a joke out there, something along the lines of what I could once do all night, it now takes me all night to do once. I'm not necessarily going to refer what we're talking about, but figure out. Uh, anyhow, uh, I, I, you know, we've talked about this before. We had Brian Hall on the show on Friday, John Short on the show last Tuesday, talked a bit about, you know, there's a, basically a 30-year uh, age separation between John Short and uh, Brian and myself, and there's about a 25-year separation between you and me, Brendan, so I have an appreciation for, uh, you know, I, I can remember back, you know, being 22, 23, 24, trying to get into the business, and how you, you know, had so many different things going on. You'd have your whole life ahead of you. And you're just sitting there thinking, okay, you know, how is this all going to play out? Who would have possibly imagined the scenarios uh, that, you know, ended up uh, taking place? So uh, you have some cool friends. You had a good time. They know a lot about sports, those guys, eh? Oh, absolutely. A lot of them text the show here and there. So uh, now that uh, you've met them, you can uh, put a face to uh, the text as well. So that's cool. 
and uh, you're trying to find some work for a few of my buddies, it sounds like, as well. <laughs> the electricians, anyways, because uh, Bob needs a lot of work done at the uh, Stauffer residence, it sounds like. <laughs> Should I just keep going while you fix your headset? Uh, I fixed the headset. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, you need to get a few me. things fixed at your house. It sounds like. Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna get a little bit. Of, hey, keep that down. But yes, we're getting a little bit of work done at the, the Chateau uh, Stauffer as well, or as Dan Tenser used to refer to it as the uh, the palatial Stauffer Mansion in the city's south side, which was. Uh, um, uh, totally and uh, grossly an exaggeration on his part. Let's do this. We've got, uh, coming up, uh, John Sexsmith will come in studio at 1235. We're going to have some fun with that. Brennan, we might as well get to NHL today early because we are going to bring Eric Francis in out of Calgary at about 1215, 1216 to talk about Jerome Aginla. So we will go to NHL today for friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. You want to handle this one now that you got your voice back, big man? Let's do it. All right. The Predators signing forward, Mika Salamaki today to your contract average annual value of a $750,000. Cody Cece is asking for $6 million in arbitration from the Sens. The team offer is $3.35 million. The Calgary Flames signed uh, for Garnet Hathaway to a one-year deal worth $850,000. Over the weekend, two uh, bigger signings. The Rangers inked defenseman Brady Shea to a six-year contract. Average annual value of $5.25 million. The Capitals, Bob, signing your favorite player, Tom Wilson, to a six-year deal. Average annual value of $5.17 million. That seems like a lot of money when you first look at it. What do you think about that dollar figure? I think he, uh, you know what, I didn't I didn't like him a lot. I thought he was a bit of a spot picker, but come playoff time, he was incredibly valuable because his ability to skate and uh, and his ability to hit through people when he hits them. Uh, he can play. He's a legitimate. You know what? The Oilers have Zach Cassian, and Tom Wilson is the player Zach Cassian wishes he had become, and so he's a better player. Uh, is he? You know, is he as good as Milan Lucic in his prime? No, but Milan's got to get back to be in, in his prime. I mean, has Wilson ever scored 20 goals in the NHL? You would know this. No. I think he scored 18, 19. He's close, yeah. yeah. Um, that's kind of the right... It, it, it seems steep and people will question it, but it, it that's kind of the rate for a, a guy like that. And, and again, he can really skate. And that's part of the equation that has to... When you look at Clarkson and the controversy over that contract offer and, uh, you know... Some would say Lucic. The difference is Wilson can skate, and that's a big factor. Well, he also plays on the PK as well, so uh, well, a good all-around forward. So court. does Cassian. That's true, yeah. Uh, Canucks prospect Quinn Hughes announced he'll be returning to Michigan University for uh, next season. Uh, Sanders prospect Brady Kachuk will announce if he'll sign with the Sens by August 12th. And uh, Oliver Wallstrom returning or going to be or Boston College next season, not going to attend Islanders training camp. Well, I mean, these guys all would make their teams. Uh, you know, if Hughes had signed, he's going to be on the Canucks. We knew that and said he's going to go back to Michigan. He'll probably go the Charlie McAvoy route. I know that Ray Furrow put that out on Twitter and it totally makes sense where he goes back to school and signs once the school year is over uh, and then plays a few games for the uh, team down the uh, stretch, changes the complexion of the contract, the next contract moving forward. Kachuk, I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, he might want to just avoid Ottawa for a year. Um, Oliver Wallstrom, would he have made it? Mm, I don't know. Pretty good player, though. Pretty exciting prospect. Just one more thing on Salamaki in Nashville. It is my belief that the Oilers will likely wait 
Uh, and there's a possibility that some guys might come in on PTOs and maybe one forward might earn a spot because they've got really room for a 14 forward. But it is entirely possible that Edmonton waits to see maybe deeper organizations who they end up trying to send down the uh, the miners and, and then Edmonton would claim somebody off of waivers. I could see the Oilers going down that path. And Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The National Predators would be an organization that, in my mind, has lots of depth at forward that maybe Edmonton might want to look at. Well, today in Calgary, uh, the definition of class, uh, a world-class player on the ice, uh, in my limited dealings as a broadcaster from an opposition team, and I probably interviewed Jerome McGinley maybe six to eight times over the years, but certainly don't have a, you know, not in the room, not in the community on a regular basis in Calgary, but by all reports, a tremendously classy guy. Jerome McGinley officially retiring. A guy that knows the Calgary beat like nobody else is Eric Francis. Uh, for many years, uh, worked with Post Media, uh, does work with Sportsnet as well, and a longtime radio jock as well, and Eric Francis is kind enough to join us here on Oilers Now. They've just wrapped up the Jerome McGinnell event. Eric, welcome back to Oilers Now. How was Italy? Uh, Italy was great, thanks. It was, yeah, Europe was great. Uh, came back just in time to say goodbye to uh, Jerome McGinnell, which I feel fortunate to have been a part of because, uh, as you alluded to, class act. And you know what? Whether you interviewed him six times or you've never interviewed him in your life or you've just seen him on TV, yeah. it comes across that this is just a genuine good old St. Albert boy, right? I mean, this is a good human being. Uh, everyone in the league can tell you that. They might not know his stats, uh, but they know that he's a Hall of Famer, and they know that uh, he's the kind of guy that you'd love to meet to meet your daughter. Yeah, we, you know, with all due respect to uh, some of those terrific players on, on very good teams with Calgary in the 1980s, and we're going to see a bunch of those guys, Garrick, in a couple weeks from now, but the fact of the matter is, in for my money, Jerome McGinley was the best Calgary flame of all time. Agree or disagree with that statement? Yeah, best Calgary Flame of all time. It's an interesting, you could have an, an interesting debate on who's the greatest player ever to play for the Calgary Flames. I think that's a separate debate. You know, like, I mean, Yarmir Yager just played here, you know, technically. <laughs> and is he, you know, is he a greater player than Jerome McGinley? I, I guess so. But it, in terms of as a Calgary Flame, nobody was greater. Um, he'll, he's right up there with Lanny in terms of popularity. Um, but obviously, Jerome was here a whole lot longer. I read a stat the other day. I think only four players in the history of the NHL have captained a Canadian team for longer than 10 years uh, consecutively, and, and he's one of them. So uh, that that's quite a statement. You know, the longevity, uh, obviously the numbers are just ridiculous. And uh, it's all from a kid who, uh, you know, started out, hardly had enough money to play the game, but because places like Kidsport and uh, the Comrie Equipment Bank and, and those sort of things, uh, they all helped him out and, you know, helped him start playing the game. And, and now he's uh, retiring as a surefire Hall of Famer. Eric Francis joining us, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. So, Eric, I, I know you tweeted out a photo, uh, and that was, I mean, that was part of Jerome's game for me. And, and, and we've seen a move away from that, obviously, in the National Hockey League. But 
you know, he and Shane Doan played on those those teams in Kamloops, and when eighteen players on a on a team out of out of you know twenty guys would be prepared to fight in the Western League, and we don't. But that was part of like he could do it anyway. He could score, he could set plays up, and if he had to drop the flippers, he could let them fly too, couldn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, I think he had over eighty fights in the NHL, and you know the debate in Calgary here was long. You know, should Jerome be fighting? I mean, do you want your superstar playing? Uh, player fighting and, and risking injury and there was one time when he broke a finger in a fight and they lost him for a while and that sparked that debate once again but you know that's what he needed to do the the scouting report on the flames for a lot of years because he was really the only good player they had for a lot of years um, was just leave him alone don't don't push the bear don't wake him up if you got Jerome McGinley involved early in a game with a big hit or a big fight if he initiated or if someone else did then he was going to be a menace the whole night long, and you're not someone you wanted to play against. But if you just let him sleep and you didn't touch him, that was probably the best way to attack a, a Jerome McGinley team because if you could neutralize him and keep him off the score sheet, uh, you were going to beat the Calgary Flames. Every team in the league knew it. Eric, were there a couple of moments in particular that stand out for you with Jerome on the ice? You know, that that photo I tweeted out earlier that you alluded to was a photo of him after a fight with Brendan Shanahan in 2001. And... Um, 2001, Jerome McGinley was, you know, what, third or fourth year in the league. He wasn't really anybody. Um, uh, there were high hopes, but he, was, he certainly hadn't achieved much. And he fought Brennan Shanahan, and he beat him. Now, the photo is of uh, Jerome being bloodied like crazy because right at the end, Shanahan caught him with a fight, uh, caught him with a right and split him open. Anyway, after the fight, I asked Jerome McGinley about the fight, and he speaks to his character. He's like, oh, shucks, it was, it was such a privilege and honor to fight a guy like Brennan Shanahan, like a guy who I look up to a real power forward. And I went over and told Shanahan what he said, and Shanahan was taken aback. And he said, like, are you kidding me? This kid is going to be one of the great power forwards of our game moving forward, and the honor is all mine to be able to fight him. So I really saw that whole exchange as a passing of the torch from one power forward to another. And today's game, you can count on one hand the number of quote-unquote power forwards but even none of them play it the way that Jerome McGinley and Brennan Shanahan did because of the way the game is. So, yeah, that, that's the moment that sticks out the most because that's a photo I got in my office, and it reminds me of Jerome, the gentle giant. But if you awake that bear, you're going to deal with a fury that a few players unleashed. Well, I mean, it's, you know, 100%, man. I mean, there was a time when you, you would have players in the league that had 50 goals and – and 200 pennants and penalties, you know? And there's, yeah. there's three or four guys, and they're all from roughly 1985 to the uh, the early to mid-1990s. I mean, Matthew Kachuk's dad, Keith Kachuk, was one of those guys, right? Gary Roberts, who played for the Flames, was one of those guys. Brandon Shanahan, one of those guys. We've moved, you know, Rick Tockett was a guy, 40 goals and 200 penalty minutes. We don't have players like that in the league anymore. For one, it's no. harder to score, and for two, it's, it, there's way fewer fights. You mentioned 2001, yeah. but by 2002, he's playing for... Team Canada, and he's leading the league in goals, and he should have won the MVP outright. Well, it's a joke that one of the Montreal writers left him off the ballot because he wanted uh, Jose Theodore to win. And, and that's a whole other story, but there is, an argument could be made that for the better part of three years, Jerome McGinley was the best player in the world. Um, I'm not saying it definitively, but I'm saying an argument could be made uh, because I think in two of those three years, he finished, I think, second in the Hart Trophy uh, balloting, or uh, top five anyway, but this is a guy who, um, you know, another good name you left off, uh, Kevin Stevens is another name. Right, that's, that's the other one, yep. Um, but, yeah, no, 
that Olympic camp, you know, talking to guys like Theo Fleury here today, and by the way, the Calgary Flames really did this right. Jerome was just going to retire by phoning a few people. Um, Don Meehan had called me and said, yeah, he's going to call you the day after the playoffs is over, and uh, he's going to just, he'll talk to you because we're going to put out a press release. He's going to retire. I'm so glad that somebody got to him and said, no, no, you need to retire in a first-class manner. And that's what the Flames did today. The Oilers and the Flames are both very good at these sort of things, saying goodbye properly. The Oilers are the best at it, for sure. But the Flames did themselves proud today by honoring him in a, in a big way. This packed, packed room here, old teammates flowing in from all over. Um, nice nice day. But anyway, going back to O2, Theo Fleury was talking about how he had to always convince Jerome McGinley that he could be great because he probably never really believed it. But it was that last-minute invite to the Olympic camp in O2. Jerome McGinley wasn't invited initially, but on day one of the camp, Simone Gagne got injured, and they called Jerome McGinley up and said, can you drive down to Calgary for the camp and uh, and be our 14th or 15th forward or whatever? And Jerome, to this day, thought it was Todd Simpson playing a joke on him and also was pretty convinced it was just because he was close uh, that they invited him down. But he ended up making that team. He ended up being one of the stars in the gold medal game. He had two goals. Um, I think, And then that year he went on to, you know, lead the scoring, uh, got the scoring lead, won the Rocket Richard, and won second in, in the Hart Trophy nomination. So, you know, it just took off from there. It's amazing what a little bit of confidence will do to a guy. And playing with Jerome again, or Mayor Lemieux, and on a team run by Wayne Gretzky, did that for him. That, that was a turning point in his career. 2010, right? He's on the ice in overtime with Crosby. Iggy! Iggy! Right? I mean, yeah. that's right. That's so there he is eight years later, and he's still out there come crunch time. Uh, being a, being a decision maker on the ice for Team Canada, we talked about on the ice. What did he mean to the community in Calgary off the ice? Eric? Uh, just you know, like donated over four hundred thousand dollars to Kids Sport, which is like the, you know the Comedy Equipment Bank. He's just yep. helping kids get off the sidelines and, and and play a game. And he benefited from that as a kid, which is just part of his beautiful story. And uh, just a very community minded guy. Hey, again, the Oilers, the Flames, both phenomenal at getting players out in the community and making a difference. Uh, but he put his money where his mouth was. For every goal he scored, he, he, he put uh, 1000 and at one point $2,000 to kids' sport every year for like 10 years. That adds up when you're a 500-goal scorer. And, uh, you know, today there were a handful of fans when I walked in an hour before this press conference, a private, private press conference. Um, there were a handful of fans outside. Some wanted autographs. Some just wanted to hopefully get a glimpse of Jerome McGinley. Guess what Jerome McGinley did about an hour before the press conference? He went out and talked to all these people, shook their hands, signed their hats, their shirts. This is not for the cameras. This is because Jerome McGinley is who he is. And, yeah, his legacy here is not just as a great player, but as a great human being. And not every player that rolls through towns as a great player can say that. Uh, Eric, uh, we'll touch base down the road maybe before the start of the season. On uh, it, For me, it's always been the battle for Alberta, right? I mean, it's just like I, I want Edmonton to have no more major advantages over. That's why I want Calgary to get the building. It might be tied to the Olympics. But we'll have you on before the start of the year to talk a bit about uh, the two clubs heading into the season, okay? Always good talking to you, my friend. All right, Eric. See you next week. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers. That's Eric Francis, a longtime Calgary-based media personality uh, with Sports Network for a number of years with Post Media as well. 1227 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. You can text us at 630-630. Brendan, we had Bob Layden do the 12 o'clock update. Uh, is it Bob or is it going to be Eileen Bell? Up next, the global news weather traffic update. And it is Bob. Is that right?
Yes, Bob. Uh, Bob Layton's got that. John Sexsmith from Global Television in uh, studio when we return. When you want to fly your Oilers' colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.